it up, though. You already know what this is. Expect the worst if you don't respect the best. Top tier podcast. I am Ledge. Chill with me. How's everybody doing out there? New week, new news. Kind of the same thing, though. Um, It was announced champion of the year for 2019 finally came about and after what's long awaited months it was what we all figured it to be pretty unanimous for Geechee Gotti congratulations deservingly so he did it he uh, became the first well it's not I don't know how much you want to put it on that because it's only been the third annual, but right out the gate, he's became a back-to-back champion, uh, recipient of this award. And yeah, man, he was very gracious and he had a hell of a year. Salute to him. Salute to the runner-up. That was pretty much ill will. I think he got maybe three votes out of, I don't know how many. It was very overwhelmingly Geechee Gotti. And, um, yeah, so they had a panel of judges kind of come on via webcam from wherever they were, their locations, and just gave, and, and gave their picks. Um, I don't know how the process was behind the scenes. You know, I kind of miss, you know, obviously with the circumstances, they did it like this. But I will say there is an element that kind of makes it a foregone conclusion. So when you have this set up where... You're basically along with your own thoughts. You have nothing to really bounce thing. Like, I don't know how much are you playing devil's advocate for the pick that you went into this having. So if you ended the year and you had Gishigati, oh, he championed the year. And now it's like, okay, it's time to pick and reevaluate. And I'm just saying, I don't know how much they all are like playing devil's advocate with themselves. Let me look at this this way. Like me, I, I I take pride in looking at everything. No stone left unturned. And it's just hard. Like when you in the group, I remember the first year, it was dope to me because it was a round table. And I seen people with strong opinions back off of their opinion when somebody made a better suggestion or a really great point. And it was like, oh, wow. No, you know what? I'm going to switch my pick. I am going to vote. And I, and I like that. Cause that's like a, that's a real debate. That's healthy. That's real healthy. So I like that style of it where you're not nailed down to your pick so much that you can't be swayed. You get what I'm saying? And it it makes for a better, you know, a better viewing. And it also just makes for real dialogue and you're not going in just to be kind of stubborn, kind of just stuck to, you know, the courage of, of your conviction as uh, Skip Bayless would like to say. So, um, yeah, so you kind of lose that element. I feel like, I don't know, everybody kind of just had their mind made up without going back, looking at, I don't know if they were looking back at all these guys' battles and things like that. Like, if I was to play devil's advocate, by the way, Gichigati would probably be my pick. It, would, it, But to me, I feel it's much closer than what, it looked like based on the judges and what I could punch for with ill will was again, he was on three of the major platforms. Also, um, I always say, man, yes, the names matter, but it's all, it's also about 
the form that they're in. So, you know, some of these guys wouldn't, aren't always at um, the level that their name would suggest that their form is in. And then some guys who might not have the biggest names might just be rare hot at the moment. And you don't want to face them in that point in time. Like, um, you know, people might downplay ill will going against chef Trez, but first of all, it was a damn good battle. You're going against, he had, he was one of the top guys last year. Chef Trez was look at, look at the work he put in last year. And then also, you ne- you're going against a guy who's debuting on the league, main event on the league, and he's in his hometown. And you got to factor in his skill set. Like, that's a dangerous matchup. And, um, yeah, it- it's difficult to really say. Like, you, you got, you know, Geechee went against, what, Head Ice? Um, yeah. Went against Head Ice. Was that, was that last year? Yeah, it was last year. So, you know, big name, but what form is he in? I guess he, you know, like what form is he in at that point in time? Is he classic head ice from Lions Den? He's far removed from that from that stage. But people would give probably give him the nod because it was a bigger profile battle. I just think sometimes. The profile name doesn't match the profile performance. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think it's dangerous for Ill Will to be going against Pass in Pass's backyard in Oakland on a big card. I think it's dangerous for Ill Will to be going against Ill Mac, who's like king of the dot royalty. And nobody knows how to work that crowd over there more better than better than Ill Mac. He just, his comedic timing... The multis, he knows when to punch. He knows when to try to break you down and get personal. Like he just he he knows that crowd like the back of his hands. Like it's a tailor made glove. So I think that's that's probably that, if you rank that as a, a matchup, how tough it is. I think people who kind of like just casually look at Ill Mac, he can rap, but that's it. I think you're just doing a discredit to like the whole. Like I look at things in a whole. Like see how I just broke down the significance of. His skill set match with his familiarity with the crowd. Like, all that stuff plays a part. I just don't know how much everybody was looking at that. And I don't mean to say, like, I'm down. It sounds like I'm kind of downplaying how much work they put into it. That's not the case. I'm just saying I don't know. I can't bank that they all are taking that into consideration. But you would never know when this it was done this way. Now, obviously, circumstances made it so... They couldn't all fly out, be in the room together. But I thought maybe a Zoom call, like some type of recording of Zoom meetings or something like that. And maybe that might come out later. Who knows? Like, I don't know. I'm just going off of how I've seen the process with them just pretty much on cam giving their votes. I don't know if there was any type of Zoom meeting or whatever uh, device you choose to do group chats in. I would I would like to see it at least. It would be dope so I can see how flushed out this process was but all in all they got the pick right so that's kind of what all that matters but uh yeah so salute to Geechee um people are on Twitter kind of doing the most (laughs) 
doing the most and, I, and and it's both ways too like it's it's kind of it's both ways you got people slandering the process not like in a constructive way that i just did kind of like breaking it down but more in a slandering uh the 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 whole champion like brass and team and kind of just like oh they work for the ur this is a url award this isn't for battle rap i think that's a little bit much i also think that the people who are defending it are doing a little bit much too like debo kind of like i get it that's your guy you ride for him but like i feel like He's making this this woe is me, but Jay Black when everybody loves Jay Black, like I feel like you have to drown out the. F- I, I I hate when people put more attention on the few that don't approve of what they're doing, as opposed to the overwhelming support that you get. Like it, it's, I don't know. It's very. I don't know. Is this very victim shaming or victim? Uh, victim. I don't even know the words. Like you're playing victim too hard right now. And I'm not talking about Jay Black. I'm just talking about Debo with the, you know, he see a few tweets slandering his boy, and he makes it feel like the whole battle rap community is against him. And I just think that's unfair to the battle rap community. I think that's unfair to the people who show Jay Black love every day. Like look at his subscribers. Look at the people who comment. <laughs> like. You know what I'm saying? Look at how many people probably would love to be on champion and love to be on a champion year panel. So I just think, I don't know. I think, you know, you got to relax. Like, you know, now you're forcing everybody to like send him flower emojis. and That's a little bit much. Uh, But yeah, because I'll, yeah, when you, because when, when you do that, when you're giving those people attention, you're almost discrediting him just as much as the people that are hating on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many people that rock with Jay Black. Like, I, for one, stand with what Jay Black's been doing. I have been since he first started Reactions, right? So, I think uh, he's doing a great job, and he will continue to do so. And, um, you know, just attacking battle rap as a whole makes it look like he has no, like, no friends. And that's it's not the way you want to play this. But that's just my humble opinion. Also to the people that are slandering and are complaining um just simple like these resources aren't hard to acquire get you a cam do some computers you know rent you out some space turn your home into you know one of your rooms into a nice little you know headquarters for battle rap Cut your own laptop and, and you come out with something and you know get some people who know how to edit and you can be the next champion i guess like i don't know like you know i'm i'm always baffled at people who kind of sit on their ass and complain but don't like try to change something themselves like critique for a little bit like eh, i'm not okay with that what's this that's fine but to like go on this whole brigade about systems flawed and to go on this whole who's doing this who works for who that's unnecessary and it's unhealthy and it brings nothing to the table so yeah just gotta do better just got 
to do better as a community in that regard. But like I said, for the most part, everybody rocks with Champion. It's the most popular show that, in uh, my expert opinion, the most popular shows in battle rap right now. So yeah, man, salute, salute, salute. And um, also just congratulations to Ill Will for being, you know, second place. I don't know who would you have third. Um, seen some love for Chess, some love for JC. Um, yeah. Quietly, um, Sean had another good year too. He just didn't battle as much as he did the year before. But his year was pretty solid, man. So shout out to Shine as well. DNA. There's a lot of people that had some really good year saga. So it's all love, man. It's all love. Now we can finally move on from that. Focus on what's left of 2020. Um, I don't think this year should warrant a champion of the year. I think you should just put a mulligan on this. This should give somebody ample time to come up with a new way of awarding people and things like that. Uh, speaking of awards too, I don't know if I did this already. I feel, I feel like I did with Nico, but I do want to shout out King of the Dot for having their uh, award ceremonies and giving awards like Sharon was uh, most valuable or whatever. You had Award as their Battler of the Year. Uh, the Battle of the Year was Disaster and Danny Myers. Their breakout performer was Saint. So, like, they had their own awards as well. Then they asked, what was it yesterday, I believe, to give their your top three, your top three battles ever on King of the Dot. And I always want people to, to really break down and understand the lingo and the terminology and the fine print. So, like, if they would have said, what, what is the greatest, then... I feel like that's when you have to look outside yourself and judge it for its impact and how much it means to their brand outside of you. But if you're asking me my favorites, now I can personalize it. So always try to find that distinction when people are wording things a certain way. So uh, if you're asking me my three favorites, I gave Daylight versus... uh. Wait, no, 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 not Daylight, excuse me. No, yeah, it was Daylight versus Chilla Jones, I'm tripping. I don't know, because I keep seeing B-Magic Faith, because he was, like, so prominent in the shot when they battled. I was about to say uh, Chilla and B-Magic, which happened on the URL, my apologies. But Daylight versus Chilla Jones, the one of the best back and forths, uh, you know, with the famous rock, paper, scissors line that's going to go down. And battle rap history is one of the coldest, like, punches, bars, performance of all top 10, in my opinion. Like, it's, it's outstanding. It's an outstanding moment. The reaction that Chilla gives to it, fire. Um, and Chilla had moments, too. Like, the fact that he kind of just freestyle with, you know, implementing Wu-Tang and all that in there. And Daylight, like, did you know they was going to be here? And Chill like, no. And then Daylight's like, whoo, shit. And gave him a five. Like, the love and admiration, but they were still attacking each other. Like, that battle, it just, it just, it, it ages really good, too. 
Like your material doesn't sound dated at all. Like I can watch that battle right now and still give it oohs and ahs like I did when I first heard it. I think that's very important. And, you know, when I look back on it, Chilla is a part of a lot of my favorite battles. And again, I don't have a favorite battler, but when I really like kind of think of it, as I'm like, I just thought of this right now when I'm thinking about this battle and I've told people on record that I haven't watched the battle I've probably watched the most in my career, it has been JC versus Chilla. So I'm th thinking about that battle, thinking about, in my opinion, him versus Rum was battle of the year last year, in my opinion. That, that That's the battle I was waiting on, and it lived up to the hype. Yeah, man, he got some of my favorite, him versus Iron. Shit, him versus Twerk this year. <laughs> like... He's been a part of a lot of my favorite battles that got high replay value. Because when he's on, when he's at his best, is he got so many. When he's at his best, he got a lot of replay value, just like Rum. Like, that's why him and Rum, I couldn't wait to see them. Because I felt like at their best, and Rum wasn't quite at his best. But when, he's, when, they, when they're on to a certain level, you're going to get some really good written material that's going to last for ages right and i think that's important and i feel like uh he and daylight put on the show man it was really dope um i got diz and dna for obvious reasons the impact the significance of it um the star power and 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 good writing good counter writing good rebuttals it had pretty much everything you had drake in attendance i like the setting like the the aesthetics of it was was awesome and it just had moments after moments in there and um you can't i don't think you can have a top three without that battle can you well if it's your favorites i, I guess but the thing is like i wouldn't say as far as like replay value and guys that battles that i watch repeatedly i would i'm honestly say they're let they're both legends Without a doubt. But I would say, oh, as far as replay value, I don't go back watching their battles a ton, right? <laughs> so I wouldn't say they're like, I don't have favorites, but I wouldn't put them on the top, like, oh, let me go watch this right now. But it that's, that, can't, that can't matter right now. Because if you look at that battle, if I had to pick some of their battles that got high replay value, this is high on that list to me. And, um, yeah, great moments, great setting, uh, two great MCs. It was kind of like meeting head up, high dislike for it, for one another. And it just, it's just the first, it's probably the first battle I think about when I think of King of the Dot. Like, I don't know, like, I can't shake that. So that has to be there. And actually, one of those more recent, man, last year. I kind of talked about it a lot too. Um, A Ward versus Ilmac. Town Business 2. To me, the best battle on that card, on a great card, top two, three cards of the year. And that battle was battle. That battle was amazing, man. That battle was amazing. And it's funny because a lot of people just was like, really? Like, I'm shocked that the overwhelming. Oh yeah, Ilmac clearly beat Award. I don't 
I think Ilmac was in his bag, but I think people were kind of downplaying how much Hayward was in his bag too. I think his demeanor kind of throws off the, gives off the feeling, and that's something he got to work on. Um, not just in that battle, but in certain battles, like his defense can be kind of bad, kind of bad. Uh, his like his defense versus uh. Who was it? Danny Myers on Rare Breeds uh, last card. Wasn't the best sometimes. And if a bar isn't hitting, but the crowd like, yeah, even against Mac Myron on uh, Guardians of the Culture, sometimes he was just offended by people reacting to the line. He got to work on that. And I think particularly when you're going against, like I call him the golden boy at King of the Dot, and that crowd is eating up everything he's saying. You let that get to you, you kind of, you're going to look a little bit worse for wear on cam. On cam, you're going to look a little way. So I think that kind of plays into the psyche of people judging that battle as well. And albeit, while while it's not fair, that just kind of happens. But I, if you listen to the material, he was talking, man. He was talking. And um, the third round rebuttal, probably one of the top two or three rebuttals of the year. Um, it landed big and it shifted momentum a bit, particularly in that round. I would say, um, I do have Ilmac winning that battle though, but I still, but I, I just think from a writing standpoint, the tension that was there, uh, the angles, whether true or untrue, um, I never really get into that. I never really get into whether angle was true because I treat, because I view this as wrestling. So like. There's angles and storylines and wrestling that aren't true, but it's compelling and you're watching it for the entertainment value. So I don't get into that. Like everybody's trying to all, you know, make battle rap authentic as possible to the point where it won't be profitable. <laughs> like it's going to be so authentic that it's going to be back in the streets. You know what I'm saying? If you want, if you want that, go ahead. Like, no, this gotta be real. All right. It's going to be real. We're going to be real broke. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, Sauce it up a little bit, bring some entertainment to it. Want to throw in some false storylines just so so a barking hit. I don't, I, I really don't care, but yeah, man. So that's that rounds up my top three favorite battles of King of the Dot. Man, salute to that that platform. Um, all all I can I could I couldn't think organic enough still for jumping on my show. That's still a moment for me because I was. I respect guys who are kind of under the radar, just doing the business, not out here um, gloating and things like that. You just back to the to the to the work and to the business side and getting these battles out, getting the roster right, and yeah, man, just doing good business. And like I said, he doesn't interview much. Like if you look at or type in organic interviews it's a very small list <laughs> like i think he was on hip-hop is real no no he's on 15 minutes of fame for sure because i remember uncle rob's voice not sure if he was ever on hip-hop is real it's probably years ago i seen him doing something with some other i don't even think it was battle rap related he was in the interview and then you'll see my, my interview with him like i'm like in that eight first five or eight uh clips on youtube 
where I'm having an interview with a man for a nice long period of time. We went live and people was asking questions. He's very gracious with his time. Shout out to Rigo, uh, who works over there, who put that together. So I thought that was dope. And that was like a big moment for me. He was very down to earth. Even when before we started recording, he was telling me how much he appreciates what I do. And, you know, stuff like that keeps a brother going, man. That, that really does. So, again, shout out to Organic, you know, and everybody, the whole staff at King of the Dot, who just, um, it's all about the work, all about the business, all about commitment to excellence. And, um, yeah, man, m more success along the way. I'm looking forward. I felt like last year was one of their better years ever, and I feel like they can gear up for another one. So salute to them. Um, battle I want to talk about. It's another one of those rooftop bangers, man. Sterilized joints. Saga versus Cortez. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. That was good. That was a goodie. That was a goodie. And you kind of you you kind of know rooftop lyricists rappers with substance you get to hear what they're talking about you can hear the point they're trying to drive home and sometimes when guys who are just rapping and rapping you can really catch some of the in-between lines some of the the connecting bars that you probably wouldn't hear if the audio was loud and there's crowds kind of chirping you're kind of missing some of those connecting bars that intertwine that really drives the punch home but all that is gone in these rooftop battles and for these particular mcs i love it i love it and this was another goodie man i like i, I don't even know where i'm gonna rank it because it's too it's so many good rooftop battles so far i can't rank them all man it's just i would have to really sit down and do that but yeah saga came out the gate really really strong um I like that. I like the way he's using his patterns more. I like that he's not more, but I like that he's switching it up. It's not all one tempo. Like within the next eight bars, he's got a whole different speed and pace to it. I don't know, man. He just matured. He just he's really matured in his writing. A little more so sophisticated, not as like gimmicky. Although he did hit him with a uh, what was a bar. Um, game blouses. I didn't like that bar. I really didn't like it. I didn't like it. But it was, he took a chance. He took a chance, and it wasn't it wasn't cringy and super bad. It was just, eh, yeah. But he used to do a lot of gimmicky stuff like that, and it didn't hit to me. I feel like he's flushed that out and just got stuck right back to the writing. Um, I seen a couple of people put uh put off by in the first round. It was like implementing like gun bars and things like that. Like humans, humans have guns, man. Like I'm not, I'm not, like I'm not, you know, like I don't know the, I, I don't want to get into the Bible talking. Like I don't know what was all allowed and not allowed. So I never judge that type of stuff, man. I'm here for battle rap, battle rap, gonna have gun bars, do your thing, whatever. That's, you know, that's not my business, but I wasn't put off by it. Uh, his round was really strong. The thing was, Cortez had a sh slightly stronger round than me. And what was funny was, I didn't think he was going to... I didn't think his round was going to be better than the Sagas until 
midway. I felt like he was always a couple of paces behind because sometimes, sometimes Cortez can get into these spots where he's building a house. Shout out to Showtime SP. He likes to say that, but yeah, he's building a house and he doesn't finish the job. And maybe like the first couple of lines, maybe the first, Maybe 20 to 30 seconds. I don't feel like he was driving his points home well enough. But then he got into this certain pocket where everything was kind of hidden to me. And his aggression turned up as well. And I was a little bit worried at first because he was taking like these deep breaths. Like his breath control wasn't there. You got to get in shape, brother. Because I'm trying. Hey. You shouldn't. Hey, you can't be letting me tell you you gotta get in shape. You know that means you know you gotta get you gotta get right. Cause I'm trying to get right right now too. You know what I'm saying? I'm on, I'm on a program. I'm trying to get myself back to where breath control is, is paramount, especially in your profession. But uh, no, he got his breath. He's got his win together, and I thought he finished the job. I thought he edged it very narrowly in that first round. I thought the second round was probably the Oh, I wouldn't say the clearest. I thought sec the second round was a clear round for Saga. Uh, he did his numbers in that round. He was more aggressive. His angles was hitting. You know, bringing up. You know, you 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 kind of know Misfit is going to get brought up with Core, and Core is going to get brought up with Misfit. But if you can do it in a tasteful way, I wouldn't say that hasn't been done before. But putting a different spin on it that makes us intrigued by where you're going with it, I think that kind of makes everything okay. And to a big extent, Saga did that. Also, just having creative bars, man, creative moments in that round, man. He was saying some really, really fire shit, man. So the Saga definitely got the second round. Cortez kind of took his foot off the gas a bit. Just a bit. Just a bit. And it was still a good round, but it was even if he like if he would have went first in 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 the reverse order, you'd be like, oh, that's a very beatable round. So yeah, it was a very beatable round, and it was already beaten. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that went. Third round, Saga had a strong round. I think people sleep on that round a lot. I think he really had a good round. I think it was to me, it was better. It, it was as good, if not better, than his first to me. If I'm being honest, and you look back at it, the problem was Cortez had one of them ones, man. Cortez had one of them ones. When when Cortez gets into this introspective, I'm gonna dig deep and talk on an issue, like on a particular topic that's personal. He 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 can, he's one of the best, man. He's one of the best at that. This is this is in that hollow hand T-top bag. It it is. And it, it wasn't per se directed personally at Saga or anybody. He I mean, he's talking to he, he's asking, you know, he's questioning God and certain things like that. And I know that's touchy, but he was tying it into real tragedy that he's dealing with, real trauma and and things that's going on in his life and his personal life and it was very heartfelt and he did it in a tasteful way like i don't think like he wasn't like when briz was going against loso and he was like in this you know the stuff he was saying in there was pretty vulgar man 
but it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't like that at all. It was just well written, well constructed, and it tied into how he's feeling at the moment right now. And that's all it is. He's he's expressing a feeling. He might not feel like this every day. I don't know. I don't think he's questioning God all the like, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like when something like that happens, some people naturally do that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I do, but I'm just saying I understand people are human, man. Not everybody's not just going to suck it up and just keep it moving. Some people are going to break and feel away and then get back to themselves. He expressed that in the best way he could, and it made for a real chilling round in the third, and he kind of sealed the deal with it. And um, like you know, we say I'm not battling saga, I'm battling demons or something like that. It was. Man, kudos, kudos to Cortez, man, on a phenomenal third and an overall dope battle. Like all, all three rounds were good from both. You know, like I think, like I said, I feel like Cortez let's fall off the gas in the second a bit. I feel like Saga, he didn't really let's fall off the gas. I just think, oh, like his his second round was his best rounds, and his first and third kind of just plateaued where there was bumps in the first and third from Cortez where he ascended. And that's that's the name of the game sometimes. But no worse for where Saga's still one of them guys. Look forward to him versus B-Dot. Looking forward to seeing Cortez again on the rooftop, man. I, I don't know who. like who. Do, I feel like he has to go against certain people to get to this level, though. I don't know if he's about to. And, and, and in saying that, I don't know because he's been cooking. He's been cooking been cooking i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to see was t-top his last battle i can't remember did i see him again after that i really can't you know but i'm looking forward to seeing what he got next man looking forward to seeing what he got next and uh yeah man that's that's really it those are kind of the three big moments in battle rap this week for me at least Things that I kind of wanted to touch on. So, again, salute to Gichi Gotti. Salute to King of the Dot. Posing that question. I think it was long overdue. Just come up with their little top three. And uh, really give them their flowers. And salute to the Saga and Cortez on putting on another show on that rooftop. Salute to Avocado for shooting it. And uh, bringing, the, bringing life back to battle rap during this time. Really appreciate it. So, yeah, that's it, man. Hope everybody have a blessed weekend. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, the Rant and Peace podcast was not, it's top three, man. Number three, top ten podcast to listen to in the city of Detroit. Man, already, I've only been doing it for a couple of months. So, all you battle rap heads, if you all want to, I keep, if you guys want to talk outside of battle rap, I know y'all got, like, personal lives. I know y'all want to talk about dating uh, just your your area, what you going like? I got a platform for y'all, but nobody's reaching out. But hopefully, y'all will one day when it's when it blows up and it's doing like real big numbers. Maybe y'all are, like stick y'all head out and then rock with me. Some like people like to be uh reactive instead of proactive, particularly in battle rap. So it is something you gotta get used to and gotta acknowledge. Like, nobody wants to be the first to jump out the window and do something. Like, people want to wait and see other people do it, see it work, and then they they get behind it, I guess. But um, I'm telling y'all, it's, it's a really good show. You know, I feel like you 
battle rap people have a lot to offer. Not just the battle rappers, people within battle rap, people, fans of battle rap. There's tons of fans of battle rap who listen to me that, not tons, there's a nice amount of y'all who I would really like to get to know personally as far as, like, what do y'all do outside of listening to battle rap? We can have really good discussions. So, you know, shout out to E, who's been on the show that people know in battle rap. We've chopped it up. Uh, Shannon the Shoe, Eden. Like, you know, it, it's it's a fun time. So come rock with me and do that. And um, I'm going to try to get more active on YouTube with the uh, battle rap going live. Got to pick my spots, choose wisely. Uh, Nico was telling me. Like it was because it was he was right. It was a time where I was trying to do everything. I was like covering everything, and I still I still feel like I'm that guy that does that. That um I I I do still watch everything, but I was I would watch everything and record talk about everything. And he's just saying you're gonna burn yourself out because the people that you're covering don't even really appreciate it, and you know just. Put it out there, what you really love, what's really on your mind, what you're really passionate about talking about. So I'm taking this advice in that, seeing how that goes. But I do be having that itch, like, oh, it's a bad way nobody talking about. Why I got to – it's hard, man. It's hard. But, you know, I just got to pick my spot, shoes wisely, not burn myself out, and also tend to my other podcast that's – I don't know. It's actually receiving probably more love than this one. So – you know, but I want to uh, shout out the people that still listen to this one. I'm sure Selvin is listening, my guy. I'm sure Roshan is listening, my guy. Philly OYK, my sister, my sister. Uh, Stevie, you know, well, Shannon Shoe again. You know, I, there is a, a, a little support system that does listen on a, on a weekly basis. Oh, Vlad, let's talk battle rap. Always been support me man encouraging words even outside of battle rap just for personal stuff so i appreciate him and if you and if you've been listening uh oh my man menso shout out to menso man i gotta start letting you know when i'm re- when i'm going live i got you brother so yeah man if i, if I forgot you just holler at me on twitter and cuss me out because i really don't want to uh alienate anyone that listens on a consistent basis i appreciate it all the time from the, the listeners that's, you know, in Europe and Australia and all that stuff, that cool stuff. I appreciate you guys, too. I always say, especially if you're from a different country, I would love to communicate with you guys. So holler at me on Twitter, at PodTier, P-O-D-T-I-E-R. Um, same thing on Instagram, P-O-D-T-I-E-R, all right? And as always, keep it battle rap, love.